Hi everybody, it's Gigi Peterkin and we're back with another episode of the Successful Failure Podcast. I have a guest with me today and I'm so excited he said yes when I asked him to join me. He's um, someone very special to me and I would say the most special guest I've had on the show. He's my son, Luke Peterkin. Hello. Hey, Luke. Thanks for joining me today, bud. So how does it feel? How do you feel being a guest on a podcast? A little nervous. Are you? I've never been on a podcast before. Okay. Well, then I really appreciate that you said yes and uh, came on with me. So thank you very much. So I was explaining to Luke, as many of you listeners know, that here on the Successful Failure Podcast, we talk about failures that we've had and the things that we learned from them that have led us to the successes we've had in life. The last episode I did, I really focused on fear and how fear causes different kinds of failure. Sometimes it causes us a fight or flight response and that often does not lead to things going well unless of course we're running away from a bear and then I would say that's a huge success in and of itself. And sometimes fear causes you to get paralyzed and freeze and that's actually a response in your brain on a pathway from the amygdala, which is where the flight or fight takes place to a different part of your brain called the cerebellum and when that pathway lights up you freeze and it's called being frozen in fear and did you ever have a past health class you passed health class so that you're aware of this i'm not telling you anything new wow you're a smart kid i had to look all that up and study it Uh i didn't learn it in health class so um like did you ever have a dream though where like somebody was chasing you or something was happening and you opened your mouth to scream and nothing came out and you tried to run away it was a vase one of spencer's little dolls and it you guys were in another room it was in our old house and it just it was just had a knife and I couldn't move and I was trying to say stuff and nothing came out. It was really scary. It's totally scary. Did you ever have that happen to you in real life where somebody was saying something to you and you just couldn't you just froze, you didn't know how to respond to it? Yeah. Yeah? Uh huh. Do you wanna tell a story about that or is it too personal? I know it was at school. Mhm. I was being not good student and I was talking and then it was in French. So <laughs> my dad said the whole French sentence to me mm-hmm. about the question. And, like, I knew what she said, but I didn't know the answer. Mm. So I was like, uh, yeah, seven? <laughs> I actually said seven, but in French. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I talked on the last episode about being paralyzed by a fear like that at work. I was so frozen by my fear, and then I let the fear... Did you ever see that picture that I have up? on my social media that says fear is a liar Mm -hmm. in really big words. I I think of fear as like this emotion that whispers all these lies into your ears. Kind of like when you want to make somebody feel bad and you tell them that they're ugly even when they're not. Mm -hmm. You tell them that they're stupid even when they're not just because you feel bad and you want them to feel bad too. I think fear does that all the time to us. Mm -hmm. So when that fear comes back, now I have the tools to recognize it and say, oh wait, I know what you are. You're not telling me the truth. I'm not going to listen to you. Bam, you're dead. Bam, you're dead. Exactly. I was just curious to talk to you about in your life, well, first to find out what you thought about that and then to see if that makes sense to you and if there's ways that you either have or that you can succeed against the fear because of the experiences that you've already had that maybe made you feel like you didn't succeed, but you wished you did. Wait, what? (laughs) I know that was a lot. So what do you think about this whole fear theory, first of all? The part where you have to recognize it and then stop it? Yeah. I don't know. 
It sounds good. Yeah? Like, can you imagine in your own life being able to do that? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah? It would really be a hard thing to do. Like, it would, you'd have, I'd probably need a few test tries. You'd have to practice, right? Yeah. Like with anything else. Mm-hmm. I've had to practice. I still practice. There's still days. There's still sometimes, not recently, like whole days where I haven't been able to get anything done because I've just been in this loop inside my own head of I'm not good enough. It's not going to be good enough. Whatever I put out there into the world, somebody else is going to do better. And when those things come up, they make me just not do anything. Do you know what I mean? Like that's my response. They don't make me, but I choose to respond by just making myself really, really small and hiding. Is that something you can relate to? Yeah. Yeah. When does that happen with you? Like what triggers that? School? And like, because Spencer makes, like she says it so many times. She's like, I don't want to go to college. I'm not going to go to college. And then it's like, well, or a legacy at Yale, Princeton, and Temple. Like, do I have to go to all three? Because like, I want at least, I want my kids to have a legacy at a thing. Because I, I think that is like a big deal in it. So it's that like, then to me, I'm like, well, I'm going to go to Yale and Princeton and then give my kids the same opportunity that I had to go to a good school. And it's just, it's difficult. It's difficult having to think about going to an Ivy League. Like having to think about you have to go to an Ivy League college or you're just a failure. Well, I didn't go to an Ivy I'm the temple. I'm the one that gives you the temple legacy. So let's just put that out there. I didn't go to an Ivy League college. So I chose... I chose to give you my own legacy. My mom went to nursing school. I didn't follow in those footsteps. So you could create your own legacy at a college that you want to go to. Like, it doesn't have to be one of ours. No, I know. But it, it just, it just, it's just, it's a lot. It feels yeah. like a lot of pressure. Yeah. And then how does it feel when your sister says she's not going to college? Like, what it does that trigger? It's, 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 it's like... It's like our parents did it. Why won't you? Like, here, I'll go to the Ivy League. You go to Temple. Now you can stay in the state. I have to move. But then your dad also is teaching at Morgan, and you could go there. There's many options. I guess really what I'm saying is... That would be great to have a history class. It'd be kind of fun to be taught by your dad in college, wouldn't it? I think what I'm saying is, though, it sounds like that much pressure could make you afraid. And then when you're afraid, do you fight it? Do you run away from it, or do you freeze? I, most of the time, I run away. Like, like if I see something's hard, I'd just rather not do it because I would, like, I'm just, like, thinking, well, I'm probably going to get it wrong anyway. Mm-hmm. What's the point of doing it and just proving yourself right if you already know? But then, say that's, like, a school project. When you do do the project and turn it in, what happens most of the time? If not all the time. It's correct. And is it not even correct? It's, like, more than correct? It's kind of awesome? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's been your history. So, like, I'm I'm hearing you talk about your worry about school, but then I look at your history with school, and you're a distinguished honors student. So the outcome isn't really matching the fear, right? Uh, yeah, I guess, I guess that makes sense. Well, and really the bottom line is you're doing your best. So whatever grades you got for doing your best, that's awesome because it's all any of us can do. Is our best work. Um, yeah, I, I think that's accurate. Mm-hmm. So do you think there's anything that you could do the next time the fear came up to remind yourself of, oh, wait, I've been here before and I've been afraid of these projects before, but when I've done them, they've worked out really well for me. Because that fear 
is, is it tiring for you? It's tiring for me. How does it feel in your body? Uh, yeah, I guess. Is it tiring? Makes sense. Yeah? Yeah. Because running is tiring and fighting is tiring. Well, how far are you running? I don't know. How, how many days do you run away from the project? That's, yeah. I guess, how far you're running. Oh, you mean like figuratively? Figuratively. <laughs> physically. I was like, it's not that bad. Well, I, that's what I mean, though. I think how far would just be, like, how many days you feel like you have to kind of not do it. Forever. Forever. <laughs> so, what do you think you're really good at? Biology. Oh, school subject. Awesome. I meant, like, anything in the world. But, okay, you are really good at biology. How does it feel to be really good at biology? Well, you said I have something. Yeah. Does it feel good? I mean, yeah. There's lots of opportunities in biochemistry. Oh, you're, you're looking for careers, huh? Long term. Yeah. Long term is what matters. Well, I would also say that enjoying the journey you're on matters, too. I mean, you live in a house where John and I both work from home, and sometimes it's really hard, but we keep doing it because we want to enjoy the, the journey, and he loves what he does, and I love what I do. I'm working on doing it in a way that's that's positive instead of worrying about the next job or the next client or the next project. What story could you tell yourself to replace the stories about when I do it, it's just going to sink and I might as well not do it anyway? What would be a good story? I don't know. Most of the time I just believe it blindly, blind faith. You're like, yeah, I'm probably right. And then I'll just not do it. So is there a positive statement you could have blind faith in? I don't know. What positive affirmation have I been walking around throwing at you and your sister the last couple of days? That we can do it. That you're brilliant? Oh, yeah, that one too. And you can do anything and be anything you want? Yeah, that one too. I was going to say both of those. Well, do you feel like you can actually believe that? Like no. down in your soul? No? No, no. I'm surprised. I didn't expect this conversation to go here. What if one of your friends came to you who you thought was really smart and they said they were really dumb? Who you thought was was pretty smart, was smart like you, because I know you're smart, and you just nodded, so you believe a little bit of good stuff, and came to you and said, man, I'm so stupid. Mm -hmm. What would you do? I would look at their grade and their assignments, and then if, if it was something that they got, like, relatively low on, I would be like, well, I would think about it, I'd think about what it would be like, and then if I could confirm that they could have done it, I would say, yeah, you are stupid, <laughs> oh, ouch. you can do better. Oh, okay. So you've tried that well, Because way. you're not trying. They would say that you're stupid. Oh, so there like, you think... if I can confirm that they could have done it, but they purposely did bad on it, or just, like, they, they, they know that they could have done it, but they didn't, or something like that, mm -hmm. I would confirm them being stupid for not doing it. For not doing their best? Mm-hmm. Do you feel stupid if you don't do your best? Mm-hmm. Do you have times where you don't do your best? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Mm -hmm. yep. Why? Because, I don't know, I just don't. Is there something else you want to be focused on at the time and it's just like easier to yeah. get it done? Well, sometimes done is better than not, and it doesn't always have to be perfect. So how do you want to face your fears? I mean, it kind of sucks to let our fears rule us. How do you want to find some balance about that? Mm -hmm. And it's hard at 14, right? There's probably a lot of things you worry about that adults don't because we've already moved past that and so I, I want to acknowledge that like at 14 I think I was afraid of, of a lot more I had many more worries and concerns and questions than I do at 48 so I, I get that but I also wish somebody had sat me down and said you know what it doesn't have to be so hard you have you can create more positive outcomes than you know I mean wouldn't it be awesome to be able to go to school every day and just be like I got this no. there's nothing that doesn't exist no no why not there's no one. There's no one on the planet that 
done dread school for something. There's always something that they don't they don't want to do mm -hmm. or they know that they'll fail at. That's why lots of people go to school. Like for one of my friends it was it was um math. Because mm -hmm. she didn't, she just didn't understand it, but she was in such a high class. But, like, also things change. Like, because when I was in fifth grade, like, I was like, I'm going to do school, and then I'm going to play football, and I'm going to be in the NFL when I grow up. Mm -hmm. And, like, now, I want to study space. I think it's cool, but I also, I also want to be a biochemist. I think that's cool, too. So I think lots of things change. So I think finding the things that you're bad at, not because you think you are, but because you are bad at it. Mm -hmm. And then steering not away from them, but in a way where you can get better at it, but it won't affect you negatively. Wow. So is another way of saying that finding the things that not only you're good at, but that make you feel good and sort of putting your energy there? Yeah. Like if it makes you feel good to study science and space, you probably want to put more time on that than say, I don't know, health class or writing or something like that. I hate writing. You hate writing? I hate, like, like the actual movement, like having to write something on paper, my body doesn't like and my hands just flick and just like mm -hmm. that. But typing's not too bad? Typing's easier, yeah. So this has been an enlightening conversation. I didn't understand, I don't think, where your head was at. I would say to you, as your mom, that not everything you work on has to be a potential career. It's okay, and I think it's good to just have fun. And I don't think that, I mean, you're 14 now. I don't think in the next four years you necessarily have to decide, quote-unquote, what you want to do for the rest of your life. I mean, if you have something that makes you really, really happy that you want to put your energy towards, I'm all for that. But it doesn't have to be this big pressure thing of you have to know where you want to go to school and what you have to do and you're supposed to be on this path. I mean, 18 is pretty young, especially for as long as we live, to kind of come up with that. You can't live here forever, so don't get me wrong. But, I know that. <laughs> but um, does it take some of the pressure off to know that not everything has to be a career choice? No. What would take some of the pressure off? Because it sounds like you're putting a lot of pressure on your day-to-day -day activities. Just having something like secure. Like, having something and knowing that I'll have that, and then it will be fine. I mean, like, in terms of, like, careers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you can get the job, and you can be there for 15 years, and then you can get fired. You could. So, it, it the uncertainty of life, which is, like, the worst part about being, like, in the middle of, in high school, which is where if you don't perform, you're working at a McDonald's. And if you do perform, you're going to a, a big school where you need to perform again. To get into a job where you'll need to perform again to keep your job. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, the easiest way is to not perform, but then you're, set, then you're just set up for that. Mm. But then if you do perform, you're set up for constant performance. Constant, like, performance and it being very difficult. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. That would make me tired mm -hmm. to even think about that. It's like the performing never ends. So, what if the thing you were performing at? Okay, our our dog is in the office, and if you hear this rustling in the background, it's Blaze, and we're both looking at him and, and having a little bit of a laugh. Okay, let's come back to this. What if the thing you're performing in, though, made you so happy to do, and you knew that it was contributing positively to the world around you? Would it feel like performance and hard, or would it feel different? Well, I don't know. I, I, I think that there is definitely a difference between, like no offense, working in a dead-end job in a cubicle or being in a lab mm -hmm. and, like, finding the cure to cancer. But, you know, but, like, some people, they want to work in a cubicle. 
So yeah. like the the first like changing the world, it doesn't have a dictionary definition. Right. It's different for everybody. Right. Some people who work in the cubicle are doing their work that they love the most. And for them it's a positive contribution. So it's not it doesn't feel dead end. It's not dead end. No, it's like it's their personal cure to cancer. Right. It's their personal cure to cancer. I like that. But for you it sounds like being in a cubicle feels oppressive. It it, it feels like I'm just wasting my brain. Okay. For me personally. Mm-hmm. Because like I'm gifted with a brain. Like a, a big like, brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you had a if you were performing in a way that made you so happy you were doing the work that you were just so happy then maybe it would feel less tiring yeah and that's why i like 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 video games like i don't want to play video games that would be fun if i like if i can get a good enough job where i can play video games a lot that would be great mm-hmm. but it's so confusing it's like hard to put in words like i see it in my brain but i just can't well what do you see in your brain what's the picture that you see i i just i i like just it's it's just i can see like i can i don't like see the future but i see like or i'm just i'm just like i'm just like going somewhere i'm all grown up i'm like actually genuinely happy i have a coffee because you're not an adult without coffee and <laughs> And I just, like, I'm going to my job, and I'm just like, I don't know where I'm going. I just see myself walking there. Mm-hmm. I'm in a big city, and I'm just, I'm genuinely happy. That sounds awesome. But I don't know what it is. But that's okay. It's it's like okay to not know what the thing is and just focus on that feeling. You know, when I, listen, I do my meditations, <clears throat> there's so much that what you're talking about is um, practiced in those meditations of you don't have to know all those answers. You just focus on that feeling. And if you focus on that feeling, then when you do things that give you that feeling of, of feeling that good, you'll recognize it and you'll say, oh, that's one of those things. That's one of those things I need to be doing because that gives me that really good feeling. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Does it really? Or are you just saying that? No, it does. So I think it's awesome that you can kind of see that picture. And I think it's totally fine to not know what, where you're going, like to what job, but just to see that you could have that and be really happy is amazing. So maybe the next time you have a fear that wants you to fail, instead of having an affirmation, maybe you can just put that picture in your head. I'll try. To change your feeling. No promises, but I'll try. Okay, no promises. That's fair enough. Well, thank you for coming and talking to me about this. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about that we didn't? Um, why does it have to be fear? Why can't it just be happy? Do you want to talk a little bit about happy? Yeah. Okay, what do you want to talk about about happy? I like puppies, the dogs. They make me happy. Just seeing them run around and play and just being stupid for idiots is mm-hmm. really nice. It's... Like, he, he's just licking a piece of wood. But he's totally he's, destroying a piece of wood. <laughs> but he, he's loving it. Right. And it just makes me happy, you know? So you just brought up something so incredibly smart that I didn't even think we would talk about. Like, couldn't it be happy? There's another thing in my hippie meditation that talks about... No, 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 listen to this. When you know what you don't want, you also know what you do want. And that kind of was what I was trying to get at. When you don't want fear, you have to focus on what you do want. So you're actually really there. Because by focusing on the things that make you happy, like the puppers, like if every time you got afraid of the project that you had to do or something that just freaked you out, you thought about the dogs running around and playing and how happy they were and how happy that made you, you would totally change every feeling and every cell in your body. Because every action starts with a thought. So if you take those bad thoughts and swap them out for good thoughts, what else makes you happy? 
let's let's go there. I love that. When Spencer listens to music in English. When Spencer listens to music like in English. K-pop. So does K-pop not make you happy? I mean, like it doesn't not make me happy. It's just like I'm really gonna learn Korean <laughs> from hearing it so much, and that makes me happy. Video games, just sitting down and playing by myself or with people, mm-hmm. that's fun. Mm-hmm. Quiet. I like quiet. That makes me happy. Yeah, I like I like fall. Fall is my favorite season, even though my birthday's in summer. Fall is my favorite season. It's not cold. It's not hot. It smells like fall. I like pumpkins. I like the feeling of it just being cold, so you have, like, tea, and you're just in a blanket, just chilling. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Or hot cocoa. Yeah, or, and, like, the way... Like, you can smell fall. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't smell... You feel summer, you feel winter. You can smell spring and fall, though. Like, I firmly believe that you can smell those two seasons. Because, like, when you go outside and you see, like, you smell it. You smell the aromas of the trees because they're dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the spring, they're, and they're coming back to life, right? It smells like soil mm-hmm. and wet. I love that you wanted to talk about the happy stuff. Thank you for bringing that up. You'd make a good show host because you brought it full circle. Mm-hmm. Thank you for helping me do a better show. I know. I'm great. You are great. Thanks. You're welcome. Well, thank you for joining me today, Luke. Uh-huh. Is there anything else you want to do? Any closing words before we go? I'll tell everybody, have a great day. Thank you for joining us. What about you, pal? I don't know. Be happy. Be happy. All right, guys. Have a great one. See you next time.